You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday, 8th of November 2021. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly show on 3CR about bicycles, cycling, urban transport, micro-mobility, and um, all parts in between. And broadcast every week on 3CR, Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of Current Affairs. My name's Chris, and on today's show, catch-up interview with Colton Reid. We last spoke back in, I think, ooh, early 2018 about autonomous vehicles. And today, we're going to have a catch-up and a good old uh, yak about... COP26 in Glasgow. What is happening? What isn't happening? And actually, uh, parts good and bad for cycling. And, you know, if you ever listen to the interview after the break, Carlton's got some uh, got some words to say. News and events. If you want to uh, support Moreland's protected pop-up bike lanes and they're great for school access and everyone in Pascal Vale, you get your feedback in before the Wednesday the 10th of November. That will give councillors the confidence to push for greater improvement. So go to conversations.morlan.vic.gov.au and look for Transport Project Kent Road Trial. The Kent Road Trial has been going for quite a while and there's a really good YouTube video at the moment out there showing the use that it's getting. And we've got to make sure that we strongly protect these relatively minor infrastructure improvements when they go in and why i mean by um, relatively minor they're tiny compared to massive road projects so get out there and support these interesting to note with uh, separated bicycle infrastructure i saw a media release released by the victorian state government on the 29th of october about separated infrastructure in Wangaratta and uh, there's going to be separated lanes on Phillipson Street, Wangaratta separating riders from traffic between Sicily Avenue and Edward Street and the upgrade was delivered as part of the Australian and Victorian government's 510 million statewide joint commitment under the road safety program and it's fascinating how they can get uh, somewhere in uh, Wangaratta can get uh, separated infrastructure funded by both the federal and state governments but in places like uh, Melbourne a lot of stuff is still being done by local councils. Also coming up on Wednesday the 10th is its National Ride to Work Day. Have a look at Ride to Work Day I think on uh, Bicycle Network's website see what's happening around your neck of the woods i haven't got all the details in front of me but city of melbourne have got a welcome call out for to come into the city and test out the new bicycle lanes and there's a heap of stuff happening in city of melbourne cbd i'll put the details into the podcast 
I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear. Carlton Reed and I am senior sustainability contributor Forbes.com. I'm contacting you today and it's about COP26. No bicycling at COP26 means the quickest way to decarbonise road transport is inexplicably missing and instead they've got a EV there which is a racing car. <laughs> Let's go. And get my poor self together. I'm weary all the time. Well, well, they 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 paid for that, so that 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 tells you basically that the the worlds of oil and automotive uh, they're much much richer than the the bike industry. So the bike industry just hasn't been able to put products in there. Because uh, it costs huge amounts of money to to put their products in there, but yes, you're right in that there isn't any uh, bicycling at COP26 in the blue zone. That's what I mean, because you know there's there's fringe events uh, where cycling uh, is there. You know, people are different organising uh, rides to COP. There's plenty of cycling kind of on the outskirts, but it's not in the actual building where it matters. So that's where the EVs are and that's where the bicycles aren't. So you have various days at COP26 and coming up, I think it's Wednesday, is Transport Day. Anything there on the discussions at the various stuff going on there? No, and that's what I mean about bicycling's not there. So bicycling is totally missing from that agenda. So the agenda is there's a little bit of shipping in the morning there's a little bit of aviation i mean these are these are really small announcements in the afternoon the rest of the day all of the rest of the day is about uh, zevs is about zero emission vehicles and we know that bicycles are zero emission vehicles they don't mean that they mean cars because they're, they're very explicit they're talking about all these automotive companies are going to be there going to be discussing how automotive companies are going to uh, be producing these uh, motor vehicles of the future, but with batteries. Walking isn't mentioned. So it's not just bicycling that's not going to be mentioned. Walking is not mentioned. Uh, public transport, public transit, trams, buses, trains, not mentioned. Everything is predicated on the car. This is kind of coming into the fact that, well, people want substantive change, but on another hand, they don't. They want things to be normal and comfortable and we're in a position worldwide where we can't be comfortable and normal uh, thinking from an Australian perspective we had half the country on fire not that long ago before COVID-19 and we have an existential threat and we've seemed to have fallen into a morass of just thinking everything will just be normal and from an Australia's perspective our Prime Minister thinks that uh, technology will get us out of this. Absolutely. It's, it's all to do with magic thinking. It's same in the UK, same in the US. So the, the, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that has just gone through with Biden, a lot of that is magic thinking. Technologies that are coming, 
it's great. It, you can't knock technologies. Technologies are absolutely part of the solution, but they're not quick enough. You know, something that's going to be fantastic, you know, mature technology in 20 years time is too late. We can actually decarbonize incredibly quickly by reducing motoring and boosting bicycling and boosting walking and boosting uh, public transport. That can be done without any magic thinking. That can be done tomorrow. And that's what's missing from COP26 is everything is magic thinking. It's we'll do something that in 20 years time will have cured everything. We don't have to do anything now. That's that's somebody else's problem in 20 years time. No, we could we could sort this tomorrow. If we were really, really, really thinking about this and really desperate for actually coming up with a genuine solution, a genuine solution, we would reduce motoring. Because motoring, all forms of transport, 27% of emissions. That's that's pretty much the same everywhere in the world, but it's certainly in, in the UK. And you could reduce that. You, know, you could half it, you know, next week. If uh, politicians had the guts to actually do what's necessary, which is rein in motoring. Gloom and misery everywhere. Stormy weather. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. When he went away, the blues walked in. There's two things here I'd like to bring in. Of One is the, again, people want things to be convenient and nice. And there's this backlash. And we've been facing this for a while, but I think... We've got it here in Australia with like protect, trying to put in protected infrastructure. You've probably seen it in the UK with low traffic neighbourhoods of the absolute irrationality that comes in. And I think, you know, without getting into some heavy psychological stuff, there is a fear. People know that change is coming and they're kind of, for whatever thing, they're, they're lashing out these these small key changes as some type of way to comfort themselves and the other thing I'd like to bring in with Australian politics there's always there's been this thing of Murdoch controls the media Murdoch controls politics no he just stirs the pot what actually controls politics in Australia is fossil fuels and why I'm get where I'm getting to is there is a massive fear in this country with uh, corporates and the like and big business of stranded assets and I think that is something that the actual, the, the amount of money involved with this is staggering and the amount of money that's going to be lost is unbelievable. The industries out there are facing oblivion if uh, they don't change, but we are facing oblivion anyway. It's, it's a cheery conversation, isn't it? That is absolutely something. Though. So the standard assets, Chris, are definitely something that are, are, are focusing minds. Clearly, if you're going to lose a lot of money, that 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 focuses your 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 mind pretty good. I went to COP26 and I got a press pass and I, I I've been wandering around and I was hoping to see not just the stranded asset stuff but recognition that it's not just magical thinking. There are practical measures you can take. We can you I'm saying you that we can take as as a 
as a species, we can take very, very quickly. Uh, and we don't have to worry about something to do in 20 years time. We could do it quickly. And that's just what I didn't see at COP26. Everything is in the future and it's going to be basically, it's going to be in the next the next three election cycles. That's That's what they're worried about. And in effect, that doesn't affect them because they're not going to be in power in three election cycles, most people. So there's no real impetus, no real want to change there because they're not going to be in power anyway. So it's incredibly brilliant to see, you know, the Greta Thunbergs and the whole ecosystem of effect of people like Greta who've come in because of Greta and are now pushing and who are young. And because clearly... The people who are young today are the ones who are going to suffer the most from this. Oh, yes. And the push that's coming from there is, I think, is really, really biting. Good. Because I often think, from, again, from an Australian perspective, I'm seeing stuff where there's a backlash against, you know, again, any type of cycling infrastructure. There is uh, a problem with the way that we develop and put medium to high density housing in our cities. And there's this thing of, oh, you can't do that. We must protect at all costs. And it's no vision of how are people going to live in their cities? Because Australia, we're predominantly urban. We can't all live in nice little Victorian or Edwardian terraces like everyone wants to live in or whatever. There's a lot of punching down going on here with from older generations of younger voices being pushed out or disregarded or, oh, you need a label or whatever. And it's just absolutely reprehensible. And Greta is brilliant, but we need we need a thousand Gretas. We need a million Gretas, you know, just because someone's of an older generation and then they've got, they're safe, they're fine. They can protect themselves for a couple more generations or a couple of decades, I should say, from climate change. Kids can't. Yeah, and I just find I find this punching down on the younger generations well, see, reprehensible. But see, they are they are the politicians of the future, and I'm not saying Greta is, but the people who are you know of that age, you know they in the next 10, 15 years they're going to be coming into power, and they're going to be hopefully having the levers of power, and I hope they will make changes. So yes, I think in effect the current generations, me, you. Biden, all of the current politicians, they're pretty much yesterday's people. It's the youth who are going to be taking this forward and hopefully changing things. So what we're seeing now is, I think you're you're dead right. I think people are putting the brakes on this because they're going to be all right, Jack. You know, they've got their pensions probably. Um, They've got a nice house, you know, mortgages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or paid off mortgage. The youth of today, I've got very few of those things. There's there's less stake for them. So there's absolutely more reason for them to be quite radical. And I think to stay radical. You know, what you often tend to see is, you know, as people get older, they get more uh, conservative as they age. I, I think that's going to flip. I think that's going to be, no, the, the radical generation we have now are going to stay radical because we're not going to have things in the future to have that we've had in the past because climate change pretty much mitigates against that. So we have, we will be forced to change society and it'll be very, very painful, but it's coming. Uh, And then the, the kids of today who are going to become the leaders 
uh, when we are uh, long gone, uh, I'm afraid, Chris, uh, then hopefully they will actually be able to wrestle with this and, and do stuff. I don't have much hope in the current bunch is what I'm trying to say. And I've seen them up close now at COP26 and I've seen the agendas of if if all your future, what you think is going to save climate change is electric cars. Well, you're clearly not very serious because you, you there are 1.4 billion cars or sorry, motor vehicles uh, on this planet of ours. You, you can't conceivably even imagine changing 1.4 billion motor vehicles into battery powered within even 30, 40 years. And even if you could, the rare earths, all the different things that uh, you need for cars, which are very electric cars, which are very much heavier uh, than more damaging than the existing fleet, then you're just not going to be able to get that in in, in place. You just, we can't make 1.4 billion motor vehicles. We can't change out the fleet. So what do we do? Well, we've got to reduce the need, the desire and the capability for driving that that's absolutely key i know that's my shtick and that i've always been you know that <laughs> militant in that way and in 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 some respects i'm i'm potentially using that as a way of talking about climate change but at the same token it's also is it's what is necessary so so I, i'm kind of right from both points of view well, let me walk in the Victoria, as we get ready to get back out there, you need to get your COVID-19 digital certificate ready too. First, create a MyGov account if you don't have one. Then, make sure your Medicare and MyGov accounts are linked. Then, add your COVID-19 digital certificate to the Service Victoria app. Then, get ready to go. Your vaccination is your ticket to everything you love and miss. For more on adding your vaccination certificate on your smartphone, go to coronavirus.vic.gov.au forward slash vaxproof. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. All I have in life is gone, stormy weather. On previous programmes, I've been having a chat to people about electric bikes and electric cargo bikes. And there is an an amazing potential there for take-up. And there's a couple of uh, schemes here in Australia for, you know, try before you buy or rental. But they're small and tiny. There is no interest from various levels of government, except for in the ACT, of to implement these sort of things because they know they're going to get a backlash. But the, again, as you were just saying, there's there's no courage. Uh, at COP26, it sounds like a painful combination of mediocre and scared. Yeah, well, we, we do have those schemes in in Europe. There are In some countries, there are very, very generous um, subsidy schemes for getting electric bikes or electric uh, cargo bikes. I feel very sorry for you if you don't have those schemes. We we, we do have them, and we are seeing uh, more electric cargo bikes and electric bikes coming on the streets, for, for, for sure. Hmm. Getting back to what some of the positive is happening, uh, the COP26cycling.com, the letter, there's, I think at the moment, I think 180 to 200 organisations have signed that. Um, Yarrabug have signed that as well. Uh, and there's quite a few bugs in Melbourne. Uh, Stonington, Moreland, yeah, you know, the bicycle user groups here are small but quite loud. Um, but what impact can you see something like the the COP twenty six cycling letter having? 
that's organised by the ECF, which is the um, European Cycling Federation. Euro- European Cyclist Federation. Yeah. Uh, 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 zero, okay. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, absolutely need to be signed up to. I'm not saying don't sign up to it. And I'm not saying uh, the ECF shouldn't have done it. However, that cycling had to be on the agenda in the blue zone at COP26. If after the event you're saying, oh, you should in, in have cycling there, it's too late. It should have been there already. So that's a failing of the UN uh, committee uh in charge of the COP26 and, and the COP, sorry, the, the, the conference of the parties in general and, and the UK, they've, you know, created the agenda together. I don't want to knock the ECF letter. I think it's a good letter, but your question was, what will it do? And it will do nothing because it's not on the agenda. Uh, and it's only when it's on the agenda. So maybe let's, let's, let's think positive. Maybe because, you know, COP26 has been portrayed as you know the last chance saloon. It's not. COP27 is going to be in Egypt. COP28 is going to be in Asia. You know, cities are already jostling for that. There are going to be many COPs to come. And that means potentially the letter that ECF has produced and that you have uh, kindly signed. Well, maybe it can get on uh, to COP27. But we're, we're, no, we're not going to have anything happening at COP26 because the agenda's done. I'm actually travelling on a train. Uh, so the first time I went there last week, I, I, I cycled there 100, 120 miles first day, uh, 60 miles the second day to, to get there because from where I live is not too far from Glasgow. The second time I'm actually going from London. So I'm going on a, an overnight train when I go to the transport day, which is kind of, you know, nice and appropriate. I've used two sustainable forms of transport to get to COP26. And, and, and that's kind of unusual, sadly. When I go there, I, I, I know there's going to be no cycling there. I know because it's not on the agenda. Uh, I'm still going and I'll still ask every single political leader and negotiator and whoever I can put a microphone in front of, you know, why are electric cars you know, being promoted so much and, and the real solutions aren't being talked about. But all that can really do is hopefully get to the next cops. Boobap Jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night skies. The stars open a short from my dark eyes. Complex hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the set. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's new. What we're talking here is really it's pay for play, isn't it? In in part, I mean certainly if you look at the sponsors, yeah, and and yeah. And, and, and the some oil, yeah. And where is the bicycle industries? Where is the bicycle industry of Europe? Where is the UK? Why didn't they kind of see what was happening and get in on the first floor, or haven't they got the money to do it? I think even if they were incredibly rich, they wouldn't have got in. You know, there, there has been, you know, the people who have put the agenda on 
other people who've got nice cars and, and and want to carry on driving, so want to drive electric cars. So you know, it, it hasn't been cyclists or or bus users or train users uh, or people who walk everywhere in a city who've who've done this agenda. The agenda is done by the people who are currently in power, who are generally not interested in other forms apart from cars. That's why they've chosen cars. It's, uh, it's not purely money. It's just you, the, the the preferred mode of transport, the people who set the agenda, and they like cars. So basically when it comes to the nationally determined contributions, this is a, a lot of greenwash that's happening, or do you think something may come out of this, out, out of this round at Glasgow? Yeah, yeah, some countries are definitely greenwashing more than others, and Australia is definitely one of the ones that's that's guilty of but when it comes to Australia, but, just half at it. You can just say whatever you like about us. I'm sick of it. Then again, you know, we're not exactly brilliant in the UK either because, you know, we set the agenda here or we certainly helped to set the agenda. And that makes the whole cop almost, at least partly, and certainly for transport, redundant. So, so you know, yes, Australia's copped out, but the UK hasn't been brilliant. America hasn't been brilliant. There's nobody been brilliant at all. So pretty much every country's been crap, I'm afraid. Uh, Australia's just been crapper than than maybe the rest, but everybody's been crap. Because you get the the really nice statements of, you know, of like, you know, everyone wants active transport, but they're just not baking this in. Oh, for, for, geez, that's a bad term. But they're just not putting putting the structure in thing for whatever the outcomes are going to be. It's just wishy-washy, business as usual, don't scare people. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But that's see, that's the current crop of politicians. So maybe COP twenty, you know. So we're twenty six now. So maybe COP thirty, you'll actually have some of the, the the youth of today actually coming through the ranks of politicians and actually changing things. But I certainly wouldn't consider COP twenty six as last chance saloon. There are going to be other chances, but it's obviously reducing every year. Every conference we 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 have that it's getting less and less likely we'll actually be able to keep it to one point five, perhaps not even keep it to you know to two degrees centigrade. The earlier we can do it, the better. But there are going to be other cops where hopefully a better message will be there. Partly because there'll be different people in charge. Mm. So what's a couple of wild climate swings and weather fluctuations between here and COP30? You know, we just have to contend with it. Yeah, undoubtedly going to be more. And, but again, looking a bit positive, you know, climate denialism is really shrinking. You know, that was, that was quite a powerful force. You know, even just two years ago, it was a powerful force in the media so that's actually a, a very much a positive that, I don't know if you saw, but the, all the different media companies, there's quite a few uh, around the world, have said, in effect, they're going to be really pumping up the volume on the climate and making sure that their, you know, their viewers, their listeners, their readers get to hear about this more and more and more, and it becomes a top, top story. So that's a potential positive because, you know, the media is definitely partly to blame. For a lot of this and in, in, and COP26 is really the only chance where you, you, I don't know what it's like in Australia but you know we've certainly had it you know as a as a top story every single night 
And it should be. You know, the the end of our planet. Yeah, that kind of should be the top story every night. All Why wouldn't I do it? is pray the Lord above will let me walk in the sun once more. But now that media companies are recognising, now that politicians are re- slowly coming to recognise, uh, yeah, so so COP30. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for COP30. Not hopeful for COP26. Mm. New generations coming through and stranded assets. I reckon you might, you, we will see massive change. And as you say, it's going to... Change, change will yeah. come. Change will, it cannot but not come. But it's very, very painful for people like me, you, and the current crop of, of leaders and politicians and negotiators, because we're not living through it, really. You know, we are, I don't want to say we're coming to the end of our lives. That's way too dramatic. But we're not going to be suffering the huge problems that the people who are now, you know, 15, 20, 25 are going to be suffering. And it's going to have to be that generation, in effect, that really starts to to, to do something. Because this current lot, us, we're just, we, you forget us, we're just crap. And really, it's protectionism. There is no kind of thing of, I really care about the future because it doesn't affect me right now. I'm living my best life, which I think is a very cruel burden to put on people born after 2000. I will do what I can, and hope you do too, in our old age, <laughs> to keep this going. Mm. Anyway, I look forward to further reports that you're going to do on COP26, as probably mediocre as it is. Get in everyone's face, Carlton. I really appreciate the work that you do. I'm looking forward to thank you, Chris. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au, click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.